Hi everyone, and welcome to a Gem of a Secret podcast. My name is Donatello My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? Um, I'm doing okay, actually. I just got back from Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I How just that. Well, I went there to apply for a residency. They said no. Uh, yeah. But um Do you wear a bubble <laughs> the entire time? Um, I I should have wore a bubble the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that place is infested with COVID. Um, oh, just, great. <laughs> I know, I just it's just part of my thing right now. Um no, it was it was good. It was good. Um yeah. uh it was so much fun and like here's the thing though, here's the thing about Vegas. Like I did really well financially with the gambling mm-hmm. thing, but it's just like not open also. Yeah. Well, like, I mean pandemic. Pa- yeah, I mean and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be open, but yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, did you did you have fun at the ice bar? I saw it. Oh my gosh, yeah. I went to the ice bar. It's called face, Minus Five. FaceTimed me from an ice bar. Did I? You I did. don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was very under the influence at that point. But the ice bar, Minus Five. It looked five, like it was just you and Adam. It was. And like, as embarrassing as that <laughs> is to say. <laughs> minus Five, the amount of people that have... <laughs> <laughs> that can frequent the place. That can frequent the place, yeah. Um, no, it was... um. So Minus Five is a bar that's... This is going to sound terrible. It's supposed to be like minus five degrees or whatever mm-hmm. it's actually 15 degrees oh. um and so they give you you can pay for whatever packages and they give you an overcoat and then you go into this bar and it's completely made of ice mm-hmm. um like so you're sitting on like benches that have like um cow skin or sorry like bearskin rugs or yeah. whatever so you're just sitting on that the, all the glasses are made of completely made of ice which is cool oh that's cool um yeah, yeah. literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> so cool um and the other thing that was kind of crazy is just that, like, they have these different areas and they had music videos playing and, like, so you could yeah. dance in there and the floor is a little slippery, but, like, it's just because of the condensation or whatever. Yeah. And, like, it just, it was just such a really interesting new experience that I just never thought I would have. And yeah. and the only thing that was really cool was just my face, because yeah. obviously your face is uncovered because nobody mm-hmm. covers their whole face. Yeah. And I was freezing here it was like everything was a brain freeze because yeah. it was just so cold and yeah. my body was warm and then eventually when my body acclimated then my legs were freezing because i was just You're wearing like, jeans okay this is fine this yeah. is my life now <laughs> this is i was like i was like i think i'm ready to go yeah <laughs> so john i forgot to ask what are you wearing tonight oh um i didn't go to vegas so i'm not wearing anything fancy i um simply rolled uh five feet out of my bed in my sheets it's very avant-garde though um i've come up with this <laughs> runway walk that i present myself um it's really like it's a character study i can see um, it yeah it's called uh depression amid pandemic <laughs> Because I haven't left my bed hardly in the last month. <laughs> but... I, you know what? I live for it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I tried to make an out- outfit completely out of snow, um, mm-hmm. but it didn't work because there's no snow outside. So really what this outfit is, the brown spot, it's all just the dirt I was rolling in. Oh, Because nice. I, you know, I thought it'd be snow, but it wasn't. So it's yeah, just, it's mainly yeah. dirt, but like I kind of packed it in in spaces to like give me a little bit of a hip shape. Oh, yeah, like, I see. It's, yeah, it's I just see. like a hip shape. It's like when they would make like the clay huts and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like that, but like the mud's not. <laughs> sticking right oh thanks <laughs> so, yeah yeah it's a little you know she's a little lumpy in one area too you gotta try out things yeah <laughs> hey listeners sorry we were just like going on about things we're weirdos but you know what that's why you're here right yeah it's exactly why they're here like we're <laughs> um we're definitely trying so hard to like 
um, give you guys this experience about what our lives are like. But it's yeah. always funny because like we don't go out in public, so we have to give you experience of like when the world was like young or new or something like that. That's what yeah, it feels like we have to talk about our past, unpack our trauma, our experiences. Which it, it just feels like that's all I ever do now is just unpack trauma. Apparently, I was living a really traumatic experience for a very long time. I mean. Grand Junction, yes. I mean, fair. And it's, it's funny, because I swear, there are those people who still come out of the woodwork just to yeah. be like, if I say something about Junction, they'll be like, it's not that bad. I'm like... I was just about to say, like, I wonder how many people listen to us and are like, oh, they just need to stop. They need to shut up about it. Oh. For me, honestly, for me, it was just, it was, yeah, I'd just rather forget a lot of things. I, I would rather forget a lot of things. And I, at the same time, though, like... I want to not repeat the same mistakes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so actually, I'm going to read you this thing. Um, this like this person was talking to me about dating and whatever. Yeah. And so just to you know segue into our conversation oh. of the evening. Okay. Um, he was basically saying to me, um, he I, he said um I kind of want to be in a poly relationship, mm. and but you know I can't even find anybody. And I said I understand that pain. And he's like you have uh you have someone so you don't understand my pain. I was like yeah, but I didn't always have someone. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, really? He's like, he's like, everyone judges me so harshly. How do you finally find someone? And I know that everybody always wants to say the magical advice of just be yourself and stop looking because they'll show up. Yeah. You know what my advice for that is nowadays in my 34 year olds of life? I said, by learning my faults and working them, then dating with zero expectations other than getting to know them and be happy with any outcome, even if it doesn't lead to a relationship. That is so good. That is so good. Look fucking inward. Sorry. I can, I always cuss on here. I'm always the first one to drop an F-bomb. But yeah, look inward. And no, you were exactly right with that advice. I think that's, uh, can you repeat that again? I really yeah, definitely. That. It was like, he's like, well, how do you find someone? Because everybody always says, just be yourself. And then yeah. I said, by learning my faults and working on them. Yes. <laughs> then yes. dating with zero expectations, other than getting to know them. Oh my And God. be happy with any outcome, even if it doesn't lead to a relationship. It's the expectations that ruin it a lot of the time. Yeah, on it? both sides. Because, like, yeah. they're expecting you to be, like, they see this hot guy on, you know, um, let's just say Grinder, for instance. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. And then everybody sounds okay talking, to be honest, yeah. on a, an app. Everybody sounds, like, mostly okay. And then you meet in person, and then the gay voice might be too high or too low for you. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. and it's, like, kind of a turnoff, but you push through because that's so shallow. Yeah. And then you start finding out that, yeah, they still have those same interests, but on this frame and with this person saying it, it's less sexy or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, and so you're right. going into it with expectations. So, like, I always... My new advice has always been, well, not always, obviously, because it's new. My new advice is go into dating with zero expectations. And I, other than, you know, getting to know them, be like, I just want to get to know you and accept everything they're giving you because some things you can work through in the sense of like, even in the dating phase, like, oh my gosh, their gay voice is a little too high. I can tell you right now, you're going to not notice a gay voice after like a couple of days. Yeah. Right. It just becomes part of who they are. Right. I know. And I, I think that that is that's such an accurate description of what happens a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like even with me, like people, people expect like a different voice to come out of like what they see. Yeah. Like, like, and cause even so, like, so when we were in Vegas, we met mm-hmm. this boy, um, who, um, we actually did this thing. I was like, Oh, I want to see your grander profile. Yeah. Um, and so we're like going through it and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, people always say to me, this was interesting. He goes, mm-hmm. 
people used to say because his third photo used to be his first photo yeah and he said he had to change it because people would say gosh you're just too intimidating on the app like you're just too intimidating like the whole thing is great mm-hmm. like the you know the body the body was great he was shirtless like wearing sunglasses and like he looked really hot and his hair was done really nice yeah um he's just like probably sitting in the car though i think is what it was but he's like yeah people were like oh yeah you you look too intimidating i couldn't even say hello because you just wouldn't be interested in somebody like me yeah and he's like no i'm like a hoe like i if you would talk to me (laughs) you'd understand like it's fine and i i can see that i can see that we talked in our last episode about how those grinder photos are so like you are so much more than everything that's always on your profiles Um, yeah um like even your instagram is only just like a small take on certain aspects of your life Mm -hmm. and and so like that expectation phase that's why that whole thing of and i do sit because people people will always come at me and say well, you have to go into it with expectations or else you're going to end up with trash. And I'm like, no. I was like, the expectation is to get to know someone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think and it's so easy to, to like build up this idea of a person when you oh, first yeah. start hanging out with them. Oh, we all do it too. Oh my gosh. And I think, I think that's when, you know how I, okay, so there's a lot of things that have changed since last episode, even though it's only been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> um, first off, uh, last episode, I said that I wasn't going to be on any dating apps. Uh, that has changed. I decided mm-hmm. to re-download them and make myself feel bad about myself again. Oh, fair. So, yeah, that's that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to... Um, Raw pausey right there, too, yeah. bef- and before you continue. Um, so, I did the first thing ever and created a... A profile for me and Adam, a couple profile on Grinder, Scruff, and Growler while we were uh-huh. in Vegas. So continue. Oh yeah, um, but what I was saying. So oh, yeah, I think that I've that that anxious attachment that I had that entire time was because I had these crazy expectations for the person that I was talking to at the time, mm. and I found that that's been the case even more recently with people that I've talked to. I get, yeah, that can make, I make that, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It, it does because, well, cause the, here's the thing though. Cause like right after my divorce, I had, I told myself, and I think I told you this too. I was like, I want to find, I want to, I want to date a bear and yeah. I want him to be attractive and um, I'm not going to settle for anything less. Yeah. And so I had all the expectations in the stupid world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got burnt. I mean, like my my age old story is I before Adam went on a date with somebody and um and they ended up ghosting me. Yeah. And it was so detrimental. They were a bear, like they were attractive and whatever. I would su- I was super interested. And I yeah, and I thought the date went well. In my opinion, we made plans for that Saturday. Yeah. And then Saturday rolled up and they just ditched me. And actually, which I think I might have told you the story just once, though, because I don't bring it up as much because it never even got to the dating phase. But um, I was at karaoke and I ran into a guy I always thought was super attractive. And we always flirted super hard. And yeah. even at that night at karaoke, um, we were flirting crazy amounts. Yeah. Um, Super hot, super into it. And he, and we made plans for like later that week. And I did the crazy thing because just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I messaged him at least twice a day up until the day and got no response. 
like at all. And then the day rolled around. I call. I think I called him once and I texted three times. Yeah. And so after that karaoke, of course, he never showed up to karaoke again. Never heard from him. Literally, I never heard from him again, actually. The ghosting is the worst. Oh, man. I forgot about that one. It's that one so hit bad. sideways. It did. Yeah. Mm. Um, but... Um, the other thing that we're going to talk about on this episode is we're actually going to be talking after the break about um, what it's like to date other drag performers. Yeah. But we're also going to go a little bit deeper into um, relationships that we've just had in general about like just in kind of giving you guys some like some advice and some insight into like what it's like because we me and Donna have both grown drastically in the last like five or six yeah. years when it comes to like what we expect from dating you know before we go off to the break one thing that I used to do that I feel like I'm doing less of now is it has exactly to do with the expectations that we were just talking about mm-hmm. where you meet this person you talk about these things that you have in common with this person and the things that you eventually want to do with your life and you think you know, like you start (laughs) getting ahead of yourself sometimes maybe Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, well, how would this person fit into my life and do this? And it's like, you kind of plan like how this would work. And then all of a sudden it ends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, I made up a great relationship in my head with this person, but Mm -hmm. it's not how it actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, um, there's that classic meme that me and Donna used to laugh at that said, Hey, um, I just met this new guy. And then the next text message is like, never mind. Never mind. Two weeks later. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Donna, I forgot to ask, how are you doing this evening? Oh, you know, Coco, I'll let you know after this brief commercial break. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask? I sure as hell hope so. Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say, matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated. I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like Defund the Police, Black Lives Matter, and it goes over your nose. And even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important. Oh, so you mean important. And almost all of it is donated? Yes, donated. And guess what? What? It's size inclusive too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDips.com is trans, fat, lesbian. And the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Tono. Listeners, head on over to HunterDrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today. That's SECRET for 15% off your purchase at HunterDrips.com. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donna tell a podcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling like we're doing part two of our relationships episode because I'm what? Addicted to trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Addicted to trauma. Drudging up all of this. This is fun, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I'm going to get a little down and dirty with y'all. So before me and Adam were official, I was dating 
two other people at the same time and mm-hmm. i'm not going to use their real names on this podcast just in case it ever blows up yeah we're gonna call the blonde dude henry and okay. we're gonna call the drag artist that we knew at the time we're gonna call him casey okay um and so casey it was so interesting so I am just going to expose all of my business for our listeners because I think that'll be more interesting anyway. Yeah. So obviously after a divorce, you just, you want to hoe it up a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. And how it started with Casey, it was interesting. I just said, I said, (laughs) God, this sounds so terrible to admit online. I just said, hey, you should send me a nude. I'm not joking. That's how it started. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, really? And I was like, yeah, sure. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Whatever. (laughs) And he did, and whatever. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, do you want to, like, maybe hook up later or something? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I get off work at whatever time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, like, and, and obviously, like, I was so vulnerable at the time. And, like, because I went through those ghostings, obviously. Yeah. And then um, I went kind of back on dating apps, and I started feeling a little more confident. And so what that led me to having my first ever dating a drag artist um, yeah. relationship. So, and let's go into yours. Oh, how I've, I, I've only started dating drag artists, apparently, when I moved to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was because the only people I interacted with when I first moved here in my first year were people in the drag scene. Fair. Um, Absolutely fair. So, yeah, like, I tried things out with a couple of drag queens, and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um... It's strange. It's very strange. Uh, it's you also you have to keep your e- ego in check. Um, but I was always very nice and supportive. <laughs> so yeah, well, but, but that's how I am as a partner. So yeah, and what ro- really drives me crazy, and I hope I that feel. they do listen to this, is I always got so annoyed at the fact that the people that Donna dated always wanted to be put in drag. At least once. Oh, yeah. And it was, that too. Oh, so irritating. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, that's true. Because there was the person that I dated that started doing drag when they were dating me. Right? Um, yes. And then, then there was, there was uh, another well, guy that just wanted to like get into makeup and stuff. And I yeah. actually, honestly, they always wanted me to put him in makeup. It, sometimes it may not have even been full drag. Sometimes it was. Yeah. So I, I guess the only time I ever dated another established queen or was interested in established queens or when I moved moved to Portland but um in junk in Colorado it was always like you know they would um I'd already be dating them and they would take it on as an interest of yeah theirs. that's a really good point actually come to yeah. think of it yeah because yeah actually and um, I think there's a difference yeah there is there's definitely a difference because an established entertainer, yeah, like the ins and outs and the dynamic dynamic is different because they would, um, like the accolades, yeah, like because you can get jealous easier with somebody mm-hmm. who's a little bit more established, and you don't get booked in the same gigs, or you could show up to the same place and somebody's like, "Oh, you look gorgeous," and the other one's just like not getting mm-hmm. any compliments or praise. But so- I never got mad about the painting thing. Because I love makeup. You, I mean, you know me. I love yeah. makeup. And for me, it's like, for me, it'd be something for me and like a partner to bond over for me to like do their makeup. That's interesting. Like, it's funny because like, so Adam does, Adam used to do drag actually. So technically, mm-hmm. I mean, not really. He, he tried a lot and he liked it and he wants to get into it, but he really appreciates the DJing side of it. But he actually, he was actually a pretty decent performer. I put him in an amateur drag show once. And he actually did a really great job. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
in my opinion, uh, his slow drag was better than everybody else's slow drag in that competition, mm-hmm. which I just thought was fantastic. Um, he did. He did do a really good job. Yeah. Um, and I've painted him a couple of times. I just suck at painting people. I'd love Donna to like maybe paint him someday yeah. to see what that would look like and whatever, because Donna's a lot better at painting people than I am. But um, yeah, so, I, so I've so i not had your experience, actually. That I've never really yeah. dated an established drag artist because the one that I was dating at the time, Casey, mm-hmm. had just started. Just started. And had been in a couple yeah. of shows at that point. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting experience. I don't know if I would ever do, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I'm not, that's the thing. Okay. We're also going to be talking about polyamory too. So let, this is going to be a good segue yeah. into mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I am open to love in whatever forms it presents itself in my life, as long as it's real, you know? So yeah. I'm open, I'm open to love. So I, I'm not going to say never would I ever date another drag queen. Fuck that. Because I think that that's stupid. And honestly, like, I, I'm i not put off by feminine qualities in guys because, you know what, we're gay men and we're bound to have some sort of feminine qualities. And I think that it's a symbol of strength and it's a symbol of knowing who you are. Um, right. But um, I also was propositioned um, over quarantine anonymously i don't know who these people are but they were hitting me up and they had been to my shows and seen me out in drag and i've i've been propositioned to be in a thruple Mm -hmm. um but uh i still don't know who these people are yeah and um i thought about that possibility for myself and i thought you know what i'm also open to that possibility of love if that's how love presents itself truly i mean in some sort of you know real way to me then who am i to deny that Right. And I've participated in open relationships and throuples in the past. And I can tell you that um, it takes a lot of work and dedication. I mean, and just all everything, everything. Communication. Communication is so key in those relationships. And I've been what what I find weird about the whole. Okay, so let's talk about our stances first before we get into it. Okay. So I would say probably I'll go back 10 years. So 10 years ago. My picture perfect thing was monogamy. Um, mm-hmm. Not of course, but kind of of course, because that's the only thing we're told. We yeah. don't know that there's other options. I thought about monogamy, great job, white picket fence, American dream. And honestly, and it wasn't that it was grilled into me. I just really wanted to have an easy life with nice things. Yeah. Um, I liked how I grew up. We had a nice house. Um, I wanted to have that. And I wanted a partner that could help me in life and like possibly take care of children someday. So that's what, yeah. that was my start. Yeah. And so what was your start with monogamy or non-monogamy? Sorry, with monogamy. I mean, honestly, my parents were high school sweethearts. So that was my, my view of monogamy and relationships were people who um, knew each other from the time they were in middle school or high school and got married and had kids and stayed together and mm-hmm. worked through their fights and all that. And didn't go to bed angry at each, at each other as much as they could avoid doing that, you know? Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was my my view. That was kind of what I adopted because that was what I was raised around, and that's what I always wanted for myself. But I think that just recently that's changed. So what about um, – so, wh- so why did it change? Um, because I don't think – I think that I'm boxing myself in by – by limiting that to being the only way that I can find love. I think love exists in a lot of different forms. And Hmm. um, as long as it's between 
consenting people that are of age, <laughs> you know, yeah. like then I, I think that I, yeah. Why, why uh, bash on that or why, why trivialize it? Why make it taboo? You know? Yeah. And I, so. I can see that. So, cause the, uh, I used to say, um, love should be between consenting adult or yeah. adults. Yeah. Like that's, that was my biggest thing. And what I noticed um, I used to say that even before I really appreciated non-monogamy. When I looked at non-monogamy, obviously non-monogamy hits queer people, just for our listeners out there. Um, usually when you're on dating apps, you're going to find somebody who's in a relationship and you immediately think they're cheating because that's all you've been told. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that this is no. Like, he's like, oh, no, my partner's on here, too. Like, you can message either one of us and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like, and then you, sometimes you just like, wow, they must have great communication and all this other stuff. And I can tell you right now that the fantasy of it seems really interesting, but the practice of it, it can be incredibly challenging. Yeah. Because you don't know... Um, there's so much, there's so much to learn in that world. And what sucks is because once again, like media doesn't resent, represent poly relationships often. No, it doesn't really. And I haven't, I haven't seen it done in a decent way, at least on, uh, from what I've viewed. Um, I, uh, yeah. Literally ever actually for me, I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it really. I mean, other than the examples that I've seen of like throuples and stuff, like, I don't know, like the whole... Um, Derek Berry. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, in Nick that San capacity, Pedro but and... like not like even in obviously a fiction based story. Yeah. Like to where it's not the primary part of the story. Like that's yeah. that's that's why it get, gets at me. I, I, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that's doubting, though, that those relationships are nuanced and challenging. You know, yeah. I, I don't think anyone's doubting that. I think that it definitely like from my experience like if i were to ever be in one of those then i mean especially so i was thinking of how this one that i was approached on one of these apps over the last few months would work out Mm -hmm. and it's like an established couple is wanting a third and i would be the third coming into this situation so what does that mean for me that means me getting to know these people really really well that means me you know kind of like Hanging out with them, learning to trust them, learning to deal with their weird individual quirks and Mm -hmm. all of that. And if it fits, then it fits. But if it doesn't, then you can't make it work. So I, I, that's, I guess that's what it is for me is like, if it, if it works, then it works. And I'm not going to deny myself that opportunity because I know that there are weird instances in which it does. Yeah. Because it, 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 it can. And, and the thing is, so the language right now, which is considered okay, but then sometimes offensive, is like primaries and secondaries. Because, mm-hmm. like, most people who are traditional poly are like, well, there's nobody primary and secondary. I'm dating this person, or this person's my wife, yeah. or this person's my husband, and this person's my girlfriend, or this person's my husband, and this person's my boyfriend. Yeah. So, you know, like, stuff like that. And um, what I've recognized is... Um, a person inviting a third into the relationship, I would really want to know what the aspect of that is. A lot of people do it to fix. Yeah. Which obviously always ends up really poorly. That doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, sometimes it can work. Like I, mm-hmm. and, and even in the sense of even fixing a relationship, sometimes it can work. Cause what, what you have to imagine is, um, usually when you're, somebody's a boyfriend, obviously that person's not living with you. Yeah. Um, 
you do have to still give that person time and attention. So, you know, you still have to wake up, kiss your wife, and then, you know, send the good morning text message to your girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And just still have those meaningful relationships. But with the understanding of that your needs, the time is split. The mm-hmm. time is definitely split. And sometimes that works for people because sometimes somebody's really busy. And they're like, I can't give you all you need. Yeah. Like, so if we had more people in this relationship, it would help you out in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's sometimes it, it can help things. Well, and I, when I was doing poly, um, sometimes I would buy gifts. So with me and my partner at the time, we would buy gifts together for our third. Yeah. Um, and we would talk about it and have discussions or whatever. And we'd all share a bed. And like that, that was cool and interesting mm-hmm. too. Good sleep because it's a big enough bed. Yeah. And like, so stuff like that was fine. Yeah. And then you could have conversations and you were never really lonely and you felt really supported. Like, so I, I really liked those aspects of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I've never done that though. I've never joined into a couple um, to examine all of their ins and outs and problems because they yeah. are going to have problems every relationship does. I, it- it's so strange to me. I, I've never had anyone approach me about anything like this before, but over quarantine, I was approached by like two people, <laughs> two different couples. And I was like, um, and I, I was, you know, I, um, I, one of them, I didn't know enough. And then one of them, I were, they were anonymous and I didn't know them at all. But, mm-hmm. um, I just thought it got me thinking of like the, the possibility of that. And I was like, huh, you know, like if it did come down to it, I guess, I guess it's not such a, a bad thing, you know, even though I was, I was raised to think that, you know, you should be with one, one person, one special person only. That's, yeah. You know. And it's archaic and a little bit barbaric. It is. To it, it hold is. on to those ideals forever. And I don't want to knock anybody who wants this, wants monogamy, of course. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about these relationships in a way that is a little bit more, like, because I've lived both. And because right now, obviously, I'm in a monogamous relationship with a wonderful man. And mm-hmm. we've had conversations about non-monogamy and things like that. But the things that I would want non-monogamy for mm-hmm. don't really fit because I'm getting it all from one person yeah. and I'm, I, I, I say that I'm just lucky in that. I don't mm-hmm. think of it necessarily as a blessing. I just say that I'm lucky because not most relationships. The reason you still have your friends is because you can't get everything you need from one person. So you still yeah. have your friends fun that you play hockey with. And then when you go to the bar with, and the one you gab to, because you can't expect your partner to be everything. Yeah. Um, and if you want to have sexual friendships and whatever, and these bleed into relationships, and that's still great. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's I, that's definitely the interesting thing about being here. I find that on the app specifically, you see a lot more open and poly couples. Sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been days like even when I was on t- Tinder that I'm like I'm running into more like poly open couples than I am like just individuals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually that was frustrating though. Because yeah. I, when, after my divorce, I didn't want to go into a, I didn't want to be a third. Yeah. That just felt like a lot of baggage. Yeah. Um, oh, so have you heard mm-hmm. of uh, the website called Sniffies? No. It's so, it's, um, it's actually starting to get some more traction. Um, it's not even, it took me forever to find it because I learned about it in Vegas. Uh-huh. And um, it's kind of like if adult friend finder and grinder like became one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
What's so fast? So I really did. I looked it up and I could not find it. Yeah. And so I was asking, I asked the person who told me about it and I was able to get the website, which uh-huh. is uh, sniffies.com. And you can join with a profile or you can join completely anonymous, which is nice. You don't huh. have to create a profile. And it shows you more accurate, more accuracy of where a person is located, like on the map. Huh. Um, like it shows you like a Google Maps map and then it has all the dots of where people are and your picture and like so and it's more direct about what people are looking for um, and so like you're like because sometimes you know you're like I don't I, I'm not going to travel to yeah like because we live in Portland like I'm not going to travel to like Tigard or Beaverton no. to oh, you know me. like hook up with somebody <laughs> or something like that so this is like more helpful for the like this is where I am this is where I'm located this is what I'm looking for yeah. and like and I I just was like, I really appreciated that. And you can see if people were online or offline. And then they also gives you the option of seeing all the people on the app who are offline Mm -hmm. and, or you can filter it for people just online right now Mm. and just a lot of stuff like that. And I was like, this is a little bit better because with Grindr, you have your boxes. Yeah. And your boxes is supposed to symbolize how close someone close, is. But yeah. what is 447 feet? Like, I, like <laughs> yeah, for real. I don't know what that means to me. And so yeah. this episode was kind of really interesting. I'll have to show it to you after the episode. Okay, yeah. It was, I was just like, oh, okay, like whatever. <laughs> ah, another platform. Um, so I wanted to, um, as we get to the end of our episode here, um, I wanted to make sure that we were leaving our listeners with a little bit more of an upswing. Yeah. And... Because I know that, like, me and Donna get really introspective, and it's how we process trauma. Like, I really should change this to, instead of a gem of secrets, it should be processing trauma with Donna and Coco. Um, Yes. (laughs) Processing our past. So, you've recently, it always becomes an interview, of course. Um, So, you've learned recently to about some of your manic tendencies for, like, whenever you would start getting ghosted and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I remember... um, like even a year ago, roughly when it was happening with somebody you were dating and you were just, mm-hmm. and you started going down that spiral. But mm-hmm. like the last couple of times this has happened to you, like you didn't spiral as bad. No. So why is that? And what changed and what advice can you give our listeners? Um, I stopped taking it so personally. Ooh. That That's was really good. important. It was to stop taking it personally. Because you don't know all the details of someone's life. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know why they decide to stop messaging back. I um, don't ask all the time either. I don't ask most of the time. Um, Sometimes I I figure it out and that's nice because like I can kind of gauge why and adjust. But if that was their prerogative to leave in that way, then that was how it was meant to happen. And I can't really, I can't really, um, waste tears over it, you know, like I used to. I think it's, it's more so I just learned a lot from a slew of really bad situations that I used to take way too personally. And I used to get really sad over, I used to break my own heart over, um, all of that, but. Oh yeah, that phrase. That's a good phrase. I used to break my own heart a lot too. Yeah. Um, I was always my phrase was I loved the line from Rent, which I've said on here before. That, angel. Uh, sorry. Um, I can't remember. Oh, sorry. Maureen sings that the whole like I'd be happy to die for a taste of what Angel has. Yeah. Um, the one that someone to live for, yeah. someone to say I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I. I just that line struck such a chord with me Mm -hmm. and it still does to this day just 
like and i feel like i have that now but yeah. like i was looking for that so much and when it didn't happen that that line was what would actually break my heart it's not afraid to say i love you that's yeah. what it was not yeah Happy to die for a taste of what Angel had. Someone to live for. Unafraid to say, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and when I think about how I actually get, instead of like chuckling at it, I actually get really sad. Yeah. Um, when I think about how hard I would try. Because I do think you need to try in dating and try in relationships. Yeah. And how hard I would, because I'd be so accepting of whatever someone would give me. Yeah. Um, Oh, and and I will say this briefly. Um, so the Henry, because we talked about Casey, with Henry, Henry wasn't really on board with BLM as much. Oh, like, I didn't that. quite understand uh, it. Yeah. And like, I got really quiet, and I was thinking about it. And they're like, "Well, I." F-, he even said, "Well, I feel like, I feel like I messed up here." And I'm like, no and I, I I loved that because that's mm-hmm. acknowledgement. Yeah. God, acknowledgement is so important in a relationship, especially dating. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a deal breaker, but it it was close enough to being one that, that I think that's when I was just like no longer feeling it. Um, because the other thing, too, is Henry was also the guy. I remember that we went on a date walking up and down Main Street. Yes. And we I ran into a bunch of people and I'm like a popular drag queen in the city. Yeah. And we ran into people and he said he didn't know if he could get behind that life. Now, what's interesting is, so for instance, like in Portland, like Devlin Lynn Phoenix, who I think is so stunning, Mm -hmm. um, her partner doesn't go out to a lot of the shows and they seem to be really happy and they've been together a very long time. There's a few people where that's kind of the case. Yeah. I think think it's actually more of the norm. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. And, and they seem to be happy. Like, it's like that person, like Valerie DeVille, too, has yeah. somebody who doesn't come out. And yeah. uh, and she, she seems to be very happy. And, like, even when I see Isaiah out. like yeah. So a lot of these people have this scenario. And they make it work. But I'm always out trying to do the hustle. Yeah. So I feel like I would never see my partner. And I need for me to see my partner, not, like, every minute of the day, but often. And drag can be from 6 p.m. to 1 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And that's a long time. Yeah. And so Henry didn't work out because they didn't know if they could get behind that. And the two other people, so Casey and Adam, Mm -hmm. did want to come out. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, let's party and let's go out and let's meet people. And they weren't social butterflies, but they could be out. So Henry kind of just like lost his stick because even though conversation with Henry was easy, though. Yeah. And oof, God, I, I could fall in love with the person with the conversation. Let me tell yeah. you. Let me stay up till four in the morning talking about nothing. Yes. <laughs> so I, I don't know. So what I wanted to ask you is what what is the biggest thing that you're looking for? Like if you could have an expectation. <laughs> and we asked, all should have them. You, I mean, bit. you kind of asked me this last episode, though, too. Um <sighs> Um, patience, um, someone willing to come at me without too much harsh judgment for my past, (laughs) you know, because we all have one. Um, I'm looking for baggage that goes with mine. Let's end it on a red quote. (laughs) I love that. that. I love that. I used to say that a lot, too. I was just like, I'm looking for baggage that goes with nine. Because it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Something that compliments you. Always with the, like, yeah. Complimentary relationships will always be more fulfilling. Yeah. So. Definitely. 
definitely. Yeah, so I'm sad. Sorry, we made you all sad, listeners. If we did, <laughs> um, you know. No, we, I like I like talking about this. I like talking about ourselves. I know and talking about love. Well, and our fun. new setup gives us the opportunity. This is what happens because me and Donna don't talk a lot during the week because we're both just so busy, and so our new microphone setup gives us a chance to actually like look at each other and talk. Yeah, and so it's like a conversation more so than us just like broadcasting to a microphone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is our like catch up. After I spend the month um, hiding in a uh, blanket fort in my room. Gosh, I love blanket forts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that brings us to the end of our episode, listeners. Yes. Thank you for tuning in this week. We will catch up with you next week. Make sure to leave us any comments or questions you have for us. Because we want to do a comments and questions episode. Yeah. But we need to have some rolling in. And we know that there's actually quite a few of you out there listening now. Yeah. So So shoot us a question. Slide into the DMs. Yeah, slide in there hard, but with lube. Or also just go to agemofasecretpodcast.com. And then click leave a comment. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of HM of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.